We are in DNC section 94 today, and this is just all about the temple. But the word that stuck out again and again is pattern. And it starts in verse 2. It says, And behold, it must be done according to the pattern that I have given you. And it's talking about building this whole Kirtland city based around the temple, that the temple will be the central um, place and everything built around it. And if you think of the Salt Lake Temple, that's one of the things they did when they came here. It's so organized. Um, the city plats laid out. It's very easy to find direction. And it's because of this pattern that the Lord establishes. But the reason this word pattern really um, stood out, because he says it so many times, is I had the question, what is the pattern? And yes, it gives you measurements. I'm in Exodus in my Old Testament study, which comically or coincidentally is Moses being instructed by the Lord, the building of the temple. And so everything, I mean, what they wear, the gold leafing, the blue, everything, chapter after chapter is so detailed on this. And so as I read this, the thought that just kept coming, what is the pattern? And I thought back to that scripture in DNC 88, 119, Organize yourselves, prepare every needful thing, establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God. And I believe that God has set this pattern. And then if you go back in DNC 8874, it says, sanctify yourselves, purify your hearts, cleanse your hands and your feet before me that I may make you clean. And so as I read through these verses, this is what um, stood out to me. Okay, so it says in verse 3, Let the first lot be consecrated to me for the building of a house for the presidency, that they might obtain revelation. So it needs to be consecrated, so dedicated and, and consecrated or set apart for that to obtain revelation. Okay, and so the very first thing I have is it's got to be consecrated. And then if you go down to verse 6, it says dedicated to the Lord from the foundation. So the second is that it needs to be dedicated. And then it talks about in the order of the priesthood. And so the pattern really is priesthood pattern, right? That it needs to be through the priesthood. Okay, and then it talks about in seven again, wholly dedicated to the Lord for the work of the presidency, that they have got to be dedicated to doing God's work. Then verse eight, so here's the next thing. No unclean thing shall come unto it and my glory shall be there. So I have right there, if you're not clean, you cannot have Christ, right? So the choice is, so often the world clamors and says to be equal and to be fair, we have to let everyone in, that that is not equal or fair. And here's the choice. If we want to um, do what the world says, the world says that in order to be loving and kind, everyone needs to come in. But here's the thing. If we bow to the world, then we lose God. It is a sacred place that God dwells, that those who repent and come unto him 
and cleanse themselves, which he promises that if we come to him, he will cleanse us, he will be there. So the choice is either the world or God. So that's a pretty easy choice. Okay, and then in 10, it says, um, the second lot shall be dedicated. So again, dedicated for the work of printing the translation of my scriptures and all things I command you. So again, the second one is dedicated. Again, wholly to his work. That's what he is saying. So dedicated, consecrated to whatever he asks. No unclean thing so that he can be there and be with us. Scriptures and whatever else he commands, whatever else translation. And then 12, and this house shall be wholly dedicated again from the foundation. And I shall command you to be holy and undefiled according to the pattern in all things that I give you. So we need to be whole, holy and undefiled. And um, the pattern, I thought again, is we just did this in section 93 where the Lord chastens Sidney Rigdon, Joseph Smith, um, several others that they have not taught their children in light and truth. That is that pattern. Establish yourselves a house, a house of order, a house of fasting, a house of praying, a house of God. Okay, so that is the pattern that we need to do that in our families. And then you go to 15, that they may do the work I have appointed unto them to be a committee to build mine house according to the commandments which I, the Lord, have given you. So to do the work that God has appointed, that's what I took it as. So in families, in callings, in whatever God sets, that we are wholly dedicated to him, consecrated to him to doing his work, what he commands. And then in, in verse 17, and now I give unto you no more at this time. And the thought I had there is God gives us line upon line. So he's like, okay, this is what I want you to do now. And I have said to my students before, it's so interesting. Can you imagine if Joseph Smith had gone to the grove and he prays and he says, I want to know my standing before you and I want to know which church to be baptized into. And the Lord says, none, none of them have the truth. Do not get baptized. Well, Joseph Smith was desiring baptism. What if at the age of 14, the Savior and Heavenly Father said to him, none of the churches, but guess what? We're going to give you a book of scripture to translate. You're going to organize the true church. Not only that, you're going to start temples. You're going to move the whole church to the Wasatch Front because you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be killed. Your family. I mean, what if God had spelled it all out for him? What would have happened? And the kids always go, he, there's no way he would have left. And I said, you know, it's so interesting because so often we want to know the end from the beginning. And we don't like that God gives us line upon line. Joseph Smith went from the age of 14 to the age of 17. And it says he fell into the foibles of youth. He just wanted friends. He was so persecuted by leaders of other religions and felt so alone. And the heavens are closed again. I mean, we don't know of any other communication. And then at, seven, in, at 17, three years later, when he kneels down and again is just desperate to know his standing before God, the angel Moroni comes. And what do you think happened in those three years? 
the refining and the preparing for Joseph Smith. Do you want the world or do you want God? And I can't imagine how lonely that was, but man, the refining and God had a purpose. And Joseph Smith needed that to become Joseph Smith. And then it's not just at 17. Okay, here you go. Here's the records. It's you have four years and the angel tells him that right at the beginning. It's going to take four four years. And it's amazing that Joseph Smith thinks every time he's going to get them. That just makes me laugh. But I had one of my students write me one day and he just said, can I just ask you a question? I am just heartbroken. I just broke up with my girlfriend and I just feel such darkness and despair and I'm so sad and I don't know how to get myself out of this. And I remember saying to him, isn't it interesting that at the age of 16, the age of 17, that we date someone and we are so heartbroken when it's over? Wouldn't it be utterly ridiculous for us to think it could be for us to think that was our spouse? Don't we have things coming in our life and things we need to learn and ways we need to grow and we're dating and we're picking things we like in other people and we're picking things we don't like. Well, that didn't work with me. If someone else is like that, I don't want that. Well, a sense of humor is really important to me, so I want that. We're picking and choosing all of these things and we're learning that light attracts light and goodness attracts goodness and we're learning all of these things that just... A knowledge of the gospel is not enough. You need someone who God comes first, but also that their personality works with yours, that they make you the better version of yourself and you make them a better version of themselves, but God comes first to both. And so I wrote him something like that and then just said to him, I am so sorry. I know that is heartbreaking, but it reminds me so much of Joseph Smith going and thinking again, he's going to get the plates. Although the angel told him at the very beginning, it will be four years. And I said, you know, if God told you who your spouse was and at what age, what would that change in your life? And I said, it is so imperative that we are refined and we learn and we become. So work on yourself. Take what you liked in her and write that down. Take what you didn't like in her and write that down. What could you improve in? What what could you, you know, what do you think you didn't do well? Anyway, he wrote me back and just said, Sister Perkins, that helped so much. But it helped me to remember in my life so often when I think, why is this all going wrong? I'm doing everything you asked me to. That God is driving us to the promised land. God is creating a temple. And he is giving us a pattern and he is giving us ways to follow him and he is refining us. And our job is to be dedicated and holy into the Lord's work that we repent and we make sure we're clean so that he can come to the temple and be with us. That's our job. That's the pattern. And so we need to make sure we're doing those things, establishing a house of order, a house of God, teaching our children in light and truth, and building this temple, us, that God can dwell in. And so I really loved that in in this chapter, those words of pattern, follow this pattern. We know 
what that pattern is. We have been taught it. And so I love that. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.